Hey, let me take a moment and talk about one of our sponsors, Lifetime Windows and Siding. Love them. We all think about, especially this time of year, making changes, right? You want to exercise a little bit more. You want to get in better shape. You want to eat better, make smart choices. Speaking of smart choices, if you're thinking about making a change when it comes to your home windows and siding, how about checking out Lifetime Windows and Siding to help? Believe me, they are the best. They've been in business here since 2009. And there's so many reasons why they're one of the most trusted companies in Colorado. Lifetime Windows and Siding offers a lifetime warranty. When I say lifetime warranty, I mean it covers all labor, all materials. And their sales team offers a no-pressure approach, which I really like. And their installers are terrific. They work quickly and efficiently. And most importantly, they take care of your home. Lifetime also offers Infinity from Marvin Windows that are made from fiberglass, which is eight times stronger than vinyl. And, by the way, is built to withstand the most extreme Colorado weather. So you're going to find James Hardy Siding at Lifetime Windows and Siding, which is the number one siding brand in North America. Check them out at LifetimeWindows.com. Transform your home and the ones you trust. Lifetime Windows and Siding. You know, it's a new year. Great time to try some new things. And that can include going away from your favorite beer, wine, or spirit, and finding a new favorite. Molly Spirits is the perfect place to expand your boozy horizons. We say that because Molly's has over 12,000 beers, wines, and spirits to choose from, and a great staff, ready to help answer any questions you might have. If you're looking for a new gin, how about trying Fraser Valley's Lavender Gin? They can tell you all about that new gin that is distilled right in the heart of Fraser, Colorado by a family-run business. Or the Crisscross Cabernet that is a featured product for only $11.97. If beer is your thing, how about Odell Brewing Company's Hoppy Variety Pack? There's a beer for every taste at Molly's. Check them out at mollyspirits.com. Head to their lakeside location at 44th and Harlan. Or, if you prefer, the DTC location in the Arapahoe Marketplace on the west side next to Sprouts. You'll see exactly what we love at Molly's as soon as you walk in the door. It's an experience like no other. Molly Spirits, raising the bar in Colorado. This week... On the Dave Logan Podcast, the Sean Payton era has begun in Broncos country, as someone predicted two weeks ago. And it's going to be? Sean Payton. Damn, that would be so great. As we sit here on Monday, 23rd of January, and my guess today is that it will be Sean Payton. Awesome. What's next? You just get the feeling, listening to him, that the franchise and the Broncos are in really good hands. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 156. Good to see you. Great to see you. Congratulations on, I think it was a couple weeks ago, having the right pick of Sean Payton. It may have taken a little bit longer than we wanted. Yeah. But you were right. That's, okay. That's a little bit of the blind squirrel theory. What does that mean? Right. Blind squirrel finds the acorn. Even blind squirrels (laughs) find the acorn every now and then. You just run your ass into it. Right. No, I, th- I thought it would be Sean Payton. And then it didn't look like maybe that was going to happen. This has been such an interesting process. But uh, I went to the press conference today, actually this morning, and I I thought he was terrific. I thought he bring brings a – I think he brings a real sort of steadiness and veteran leadership and a guy that has obviously been through it in that capacity – 16 years as a head coach, he's won a Super Bowl. He's put together 
really good teams. He's put together playoff teams. Um, you know, the old phrase, there is now an adult in the room. That is not meant to take a shot at any previous coach or coaches, but you just get the feeling listening to him that the franchise and the Broncos are in really good hands. Let's listen to where he talks about the culture, which I think is really interesting. I can't wait to get back. I appreciate the Walton Penner Ownership Group for having me back and look forward to making you proud. Look forward to working with everyone in here and building that winning culture. So there he talks about, yes, there will be a culture change and the culture change is going to be a winning culture. Just listening to him, um, been there, done that, confident, had answers for everything. I was, I was, as you said, I know you talked to him. And I listened to the the coverage. He kind of won the the press conference, <laughs> whatever yeah. that means. I know it's about wins and losses, but I think we're getting what we thought we were going to get, right? Yeah, I agree. And I think when he talks about culture, um, you know, and I asked him specifically what that meant. And I think when you talk about transforming or changing the culture, it starts with not only your players. In your program, it starts with every single body in that building, everybody associated with, in this case, the Broncos. It starts from a player standpoint in accountability. It starts in trust. It starts with a clear and concise uh, expectation level from the head coach to the positional coaches. Uh, as far as, fellas, this is how business is going to be run. This is how we conduct business moving forward. Here's how we meet. Here's how we practice. Um, here's how you lift. Here's how you train. Uh, be on time. There's little things. And he talked about discipline from a player standpoint. He talked about, he mentioned two or three times toughness, right? And then he also said, hey, this is not for everybody. And one of the things that stuck out in my mind, we talked with um, Lance Moore, one of his former wide receivers, was a really good player. And um, he talked about Sean's ability to very quickly determine who loves football and who doesn't. And I made the comment, you, you would think, people on the outside think that players in the NFL, everybody loves football equally and the same, and they don't. Some players have no real idea. They're very talented. But they have no idea really what the process should look like and how you have to prepare and what goes into it. Um, but I would say this, I think a lot of those guys out there are fixing to find out, to use an old Gary Kubiak phrase, in terms of exactly what that looks like, and that's going to start shortly. So the exact quote you're talking about, he said, there's an element of discipline and there's an element of toughness, and it's not for everyone. Did anybody on the roster come to your mind when he said that? Or is that just a generic, were you thinking, okay, this, this person might be in trouble? I don't know if it, I, no, no specific player uh, came to mind, but I, I don't. Also, I don't think it was a generic comment. I, I don't think it's something that he basically didn't think about. And in you know looking into this job and talking to people, okay, what's the roster like? And looking at film and talking to people in the building, I think he's got a pretty good idea that this team needs direction. This team needs accountability. This team needs some toughness in training camp. Um, need some toughness in terms of how they approach their job. You know, players, uh, players want discipline and they want structure. 
even guys making millions and millions of dollars. Because obviously, if if you win more games, you you stand to make more money, right? So, um, yeah, I I I cannot wait to see how he goes about this. He's in the process of hiring his staff. Uh, Lauren Landau, who I talked to over the weekend, is no longer the strength and conditioning coach. I, I really like him, and I think he's excellent. But it does not surprise me, and, and you and I have talked about this on the on the podcast, doesn't surprise me that uh, that happened. And listen, there will be other changes coming soon with respect to other people in that building. So it didn't surprise you in that Greg Penner went to New York to talk about all the injuries, that he tied it to maybe one of the reasons – would be the training that they get. Lauren Lando's a strength and conditioning coach. So that's why it doesn't surprise you. There's so much attention paid to that. Yeah. And when the owner twice talks in press conferences about him investigating through league people, uh, people that have been around the league a lot in terms of why, why are we having this many injuries? Um, somebody has to, uh, you know, be accountable for it. I, I don't know. Lauren is, uh, is a world-class strength and conditioning coach. I've known him for a long time. He's worked with my kids. He's um, he's just really good at what he does. But when you have as many injuries as they've had, then you know you start to look at every single thing you do and you evaluate the people that do it. And so I think um, you know, as I said, I don't, I don't think that'll be the only change that they have. Do you think that the Broncos really wanted to keep Evero, or do you think that he just got them before they? I, got him? I know for a fact they really wanted to keep him. Uh, they certainly wanted to keep him, and, and if he was going to leave, they, they would have hoped he would have left for a head coaching job because that would have resulted, uh, and first, you're proud of him. Second of all, you get compensatory draft choices, which this team desperately needs. <laughs> True. Um, they also wanted Vic Fangio, and Vic, Vic very much considered this job. In fact, the Broncos were negotiating with Vic uh, in terms of him being the defensive coordinator. But I think two things happened. Uh, one, the Dolphins made him an offer. Uh, to use the the old uh, movie in the, the the Godfather, they made him offer that he simply could not refuse. Although I don't think there was a horse head involved, <laughs> and from a monetary standpoint, and second of all, I think Vic had some reservation, and I understand that about coming back so quickly. I mean, he'd been gone basically a year, and he'd been the head coach for three years, and now you're going to walk in the building. Many of these players are the same players that looked at you as a head coach. So, I think when you put those two things together. I think Vic probably made the smart move in terms of what was best for him. When you were talking to Sean Payton on KOA as part of the coverage from the press conference, he was talking about he described himself as a grinder. Um, and it was very unglamorous. And I and he said it, it's all work, but he, he kind of enjoys it. You know, said he comes out like every 30 minutes, takes a pee break, whatever. Um, well, you had to love how he kind of describes his his work ethic, right? No, I did love it. And for people that missed it, why don't we, why don't we listen to exactly what Sean Payton said? For me, this isn't for everyone, but for me, it takes me a little bit, maybe more time in the office, more time late looking at the tape. The compliment that comes with a grinder is, is just, you know, it's all work. It's, it's very, very unromantic when you're <clears throat> watching film at midnight or one in the morning and you're in a room, you just take 30 minute pee breaks every 30 minutes You've had your coffee. You got your diet Mountain Dew. I I don't know what a a job is for someone that codes. You know, I always see it tech industry. I'm a coder. I probably would be close to maybe something like that. You know, learning the value of at least getting five, six hours of sleep, you know, that balance. But I think that's what it implies that um, there's ways to do things. And and 
So it, it's a little bit more painstaking, and maybe that's just the way I learn. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's an old-school football coach, but he's not, not too old that he can't relate to players. But he's got, a, he's got a blueprint because he's done it. He's had 16 years at the helm. I think that was one of the things the Broncos very much wanted with this hire. Uh, I think it's one of the things that interested them about Jim Harbaugh uh, because, uh, well, they knew him for sure, and Jim had been a head coach and a very successful head coach and won games at every single place he's been. Same thing for Sean Payton. He hasn't been at as many places, but he spent a good number of years as an assistant coach. As you heard him say, he, he worked with John Gruden. He's worked with Bill Parcells. Um, he's worked with some really smart and successful football coaches. And then he's been a head coach for 16 seasons. One of the things that I loved about what he was talked to the media about was that when he got his first head coaching job, he was 42, and now he's 58. And he said he has a clearer vision of, of what's important and that the Broncos are going to get a better version of him than when he first started out with New Orleans. And that's something that the younger coaches, Nathaniel Hackett, just they just haven't had an opportunity, right? We're getting a coach that has learned the lessons um, and learned what's really important. And I think that this team is in need of those clear lessons, right? I don't think you can underestimate experience. And so Sean Payton, in his first season as head coach of the Saints in 06, couldn't possibly know <clears throat> excuse me, what Sean Payton, in his first season as head coach of the Broncos in 2023, knows. I mean, it would be impossible because he's lived through it, the ups, the downs, dealing, <clears throat> dealing with players' contracts, dealing with practice plan, dealing with players that may, for whatever reason, be upset, creating a game plan, hiring his staff, making sure that you've got the right people in the right places, um, make, making it very clear what your vision is with respect to players and your staff, hiring a staff that you can trust and a staff that is of the same mindset with you, um, with respect to here are our hours, here's what I expect from you. See, Peyton has had the luxury of having, you know, a decade and a half of having to do it, and he did it pretty damn well. And he had, yes, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback, but that quarterback was not on a Hall of Fame trajectory before he got to New Orleans and started working with Sean Payton. Speaking of his staff, have you heard any, besides um, Brian Flores, where do we think that is? And also for the OC. Announced uh, today, I saw that they've hired an offensive line coach, Zach Streif, uh, who ironically was the play-by-play voice of the New Orleans Saints. Seriously? Yes. He, um, he was the fourth. I think I was the first. And since then, you've had Steve Rabel, with the Seahawks, you've had um, Jimmy Cephalo with the Dolphins, and then Zach Streif. So there, there were four, I think until today, former NFL players <laughs> doing play-by-play for their respective franchises on radio. But he also was he was a he was a lineman. I think it was a seventh-round draft choice. Played a long time, really good lineman. He was also an assistant offensive line coach before he bounced to the radio. So um, if in fact that's that's the hire, and it was uh, I saw that today. Uh, although I haven't confirmed it, but it looks like that's the direction he's going. Sean's getting a guy that he drafted and that he coached and that has coached and knows how he wants things done. So good hire. When we come back, we are going to talk about the person that most people want to hear. What is Sean Payton going to do with? And that's Russell Wilson. 
Hey, let me take a minute to talk to you about Boyer's Coffee. Man, I love me some Boyer's Coffee. One of my favorite sponsors is Boyer's Coffee. Life is about simple pleasures, and Boyer's Coffee fits that bill. Nothing better than starting your day with a cup of your favorite coffee, like Rocky Mountain Thunder or Denver Blend or Aspen Gold. I haven't tried that yet, but I'm going to. Or if you prefer flavored coffee, then just get ready for some amazing choices. Head to Boyers.com to order some coconut cream, chocolate mousse, or the online exclusive eggnog coffee. Believe me, I'm having me some eggnog coffee during the holidays. If you're in the area, stop by their coffee truck and cottage at 73rd and Washington to order custom-made lattes, cappuccinos, or espressos. Doesn't that sound amazing? because it is. And always remember, Boyers can be found at your favorite grocery stores, and that includes Walmart, Sam's Club, and Costco. Boyers Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain Roaster since 1965. The work has started. You know, a little bit more anonymous donors this season. Just know that we're working, but a little bit less visibility on social media and all those other things. Like, we're going to get to work and ultimately, it's how we do in the fall. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brown with you. So interesting comments, I thought, about uh, about social media. And I was really interested in hearing how Sean Payton um, sort of discussed the topic. He also, a little bit later, said um, he was asked about the quarterback coach that Russell Wilson had this past season, Jake Heaps. And he said that would not be the case moving forward. You, you have hired the exact right guy for this moment with respect to the Broncos and where they're going, given, given their situation. And, and I, don't, I don't mean that because you hired Sean Payton, everything's going to be uh, rosy and uh, the Broncos are going to be the Super Bowl favorite next year. That's not the case. But you have, you've hired a guy that has been there, done it, that knows how he wants it done, and that I think will be absolutely great with Russell Wilson, and I think he will maximize Russell Wilson's talents, and Russell Wilson will look completely different this upcoming season to what he looked like last year. He physically will look different. I've said on the show, I think Russell Wilson is going to lose about 18 pounds. That's a lot. He looked... It's like a, you know, a first grader. <laughs> well, first graders are actually more yeah, than eighteen, right? A little, I mean, a little bitty. bitty first grader, maybe. Yeah, you know, or like a how much is a baby at like six? You're months? talking to somebody that hasn't had kids. Well, your time's coming. Oh, really? That's that's. Don't gonna, you think? I, I don't. I I don't. How old are you now? I think we should talk about what okay, we're talking about. Bad. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um. So the soundbite was basically about we're going to over fifty. Yeah. Are you over sixty? I am. I am. I'm okay. proud of it. Uh, just be proud of it. Just say you're over fifty. I am. You can adopt. Never mind. Go ahead. So anyway, you talk about the changes that we'll see with Russell Wilson. First, let's talk about, do you think that, so that soundbite was about, you know, we'll see less on social media and more, more work on the field is, do you think Russell Wilson is going to kind of go radio silent? Yep. We're not going to hear much from him. Not about high knees or getting up at. Nope. No. Okay. Nope. And I've said that on the air and I said that before the Broncos hired Sean Payton. You know, if I if I were counseling Russell Wilson, who I like, by the way, personally, been very good to me. I do his show every week. I, th- that would be one of the things that I would uh, that I would talk to him about. You know, we we've got to get you back to playing good football. How do we do that? We'll come up with a system that really takes advantage of your skill set. Uh, tell me what you like. 
Tell me what you don't like, and let's build this thing together. Now, my suggestion, strong suggestion, cut back on the social media stuff. All right, we're going to, business will be different this year. You don't need to react to everything. You don't need to be so effusive in press conferences and list everybody's name. Answer the question, get right to the point, tell the reporters this year, I really don't want to talk about, have your first press conference you talk about last year, and then the rules of engagement are, I'm not, I'm not talking about last year after this press conference. We're moving forward. Um, and then, you know, in terms of the entourage and the quarterback coach, who I also know and like, and Jay keeps, and Sean said today he's not going to be in the building. That was such, I mean, that was so atypical for an NFL quarterback to have that sort of entourage. It was more similar to an NBA star than an NFL star. NFL locker room has to be, t- those guys in the locker room have to look at you as one of them, not, not that you are the star quarterback with the star wife and that. You know, you, you don't really, you know, interact as much. You di- No, you have to be one of them. You have to be one of the guys. You have to endear yourself to them. And you also have to stop. You don't need all the social media stuff. Stop posting. Stop having your team post so much. Go dark. That's what Broncos country, obviously, would like to see. And I, I had a conversation with somebody out there about this very thing. The brand that is most important is not the number three brand or Jerry Judy's brand or um, Justin Simmons brand. The brand, the most important brand is the Denver Broncos football club, period. Everything else comes after. And in some cases, way, way after. And I think Sean Payton will get that out of those players in a way that maybe nobody else could. You mentioned the entourage and that's more of an NBA. I was there when AI I was doing nuggets when AI came in and I've never seen anything like it. His manager would be, and a couple other guys would be in the practice. It was so weird to see, but yes, I mean, I guess you see that more. I mean, mean, Russell had his own strength and conditioning coach. He had two trainers, his own trainers. He had two chefs. I don't mind the chefs, but you can't have your own quarterback coach, uh, your own strength coach. I'm not a, I'm not, the office to me is not a huge deal because other quarterbacks who spend a lot of time, more time than any player on the team at the office. So I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not really caught up too much with that. But the other stuff is so atypical of an NFL player, even an NFL star, that, you know, when it, when it first happened last year, I was like, what? I I don't know. Has this ever, like this? (laughs) Have we ever seen anything like this in all the years I played in the NFL and now have covered it? The answer is no. Sean Payton, when asked about Russell Wilson, said we have to take him off the high dive and bring him to the three-foot board. What did he mean by that? Get back to the basics, right? Get back to working on your your footwork, uh, how you drop from under center, because he's going to be under center a lot. Not going to be not not that he will never be in the shotgun, but trust me, he will play under center this year. Well, your footwork is everything to a quarterback. How you deliver the ball, it's it's about your feet. And Russell's feet were not good last year. And when your your feet aren't good, and you're indecisive as as to where to go with the ball, and you wait at times waiting for something big to develop. No, the big plays happen after you've set things up. And you get rid of the football. You help your offensive line immensely by throwing the ball on time, taking the check down, 
taking taking the sure thing, get yourself six or seven yards, get back in the huddle, and let's let's do it again. So, yeah, I mean, being on the high board, I think, is putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and the line and everybody else when you line up in the shotgun and you basically are telling everybody we're throwing it and he's waiting to make big plays. Uh, to me, you can't live like that and be any good in the NFL. We talked about it a lot last season. We knew the offensive line was turning into a dumpster fire. He mentioned a couple times today how important, when talking about Russell Wilson, how important it was the guys in front of him, that that's going to be addressed. It's no longer just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a problem. I think that's it, it's 1A and 1B. Yeah, and it's I think it's no coincidence that the first coach – that we know of that yeah. he's hired as the offensive line coach. He also, when I did the one-on-one with him after the press conference, looked right at me and said, we have to upgrade the offensive line. We will start with the offensive line. And that that is music to my ears. And if you're a Broncos fan, should be music to your ears as well. You cannot live. It, it's not all their fault, but you cannot live. I don't care how good your quarterback is. if If you can't run it and you really can't, protect it you're going to get your he was sacked 65 times so that i I, yes the offensive line other than russell wilson the offensive line next year may be the single most improved group of players the broncos have last thing he he definitely emphasized he wants to play to the player's strength and then he said it's like going to a karaoke bar and you have to sing a song that you don't know which immediately i thought what do you sing when you go to a karaoke bar? I do not. And he said, listen, I can't sing, uh-huh. and so I don't like to do it, and I'm right uh-huh. with him. But if you had to, like this is the game of you have to sing karaoke. I have to go. First of all, I'd have to have a couple. Of drinks. Three or four. Uh-huh. Um, are you asking me what song I would sing? Yeah. I'd, I'd probably knock out something from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like? Um, that's the way of the world or, uh, after the love is gone, I would probably some sort of soapy sort of love ballad. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. like a love ballad? Well, go back and do your history in terms of after the love is gone. You should be familiar with that phrase. Oh, Dave. No, I mean the song, the, the song with earth, wind and fire. I'm not saying you don't have any, are you, are you currently, how, how is your love life? I mean, oh, I'm just it's, asking. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Liar. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry, you know, sorry. I just, I'm in a good mood because, you know, it it sure appears to me the Broncos are like on the right track. Yeah, you mean you ever tried to drive, I mean, seriously, you ever tried to drive a car, I mean, and you're you're like, uh, you're on a cross-country drive and everything's going smoothly. You took I-70 and you're going east and maybe going through Nebraska and then you get into Kansas and Iowa. And then all of a sudden you get to a small town in Iowa and you go into the little store and you you, you buy like a, a Mountain Dew and some licorice. And then at that point, you just decide, you know what? I mean, for the next, I don't know, 100 miles, let's drive backwards. <laughs> and so you start driving backwards on the highway and you wonder why the car is shaking and you can't go as fast. And, you know, it just doesn't feel right. I feel like the last six years, uh-huh. they've been driving backwards on a highway. On and, with Mountain Dew and licorice. And today, with Mountain Dew and licorice. And today... Honestly, I left the facility saying, absolutely, this dude is going to get, they're going to drive forward now on the highway, and it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect, but the ride is going to instantly feel better and smoother. I love that description. I don't know anybody else that could come up with that description. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. It's just, you know, I just sort of had a burst of energy, and 
I just really liked what he said. I know he's got to win. He knows he's got to win. He's being paid handsomely yeah, to win, is. right? Yeah. So, but I think I think he will. I think this team will. I, I loved what he said about the Chiefs. Yes. You know, not he rooting said, for I'm, them. I'm picking the I'm picking the Eagles. Certainly not picking the Chiefs. You know, we're not picking we're not picking a team in our division. So our division. Yeah, man. I, I mean, yeah. he didn't come in and say, hey, all these rivalries and they took place before I got here. No, hell no. Listen, I'm I'm part of this now. I accept what's happened, you know, and we're, we're going to see you about this. I love it. So I'll see you next week. Au revoir. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players they really do it all check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts new boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events DraftKings is safe reliable and secure it's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code Logan L-O-G-A-N when you sign up and get up to $1,000 that's code Logan to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.